Welcome to the teaching ministry of Dr. Felix Idolo. We pray that this message will bless you and lift you up as Dr. Felix Idolo brings you deeper insights into God's covenant with us. And now, here is Dr. Felix Idolo. Amen. So now let's turn to Numbers 21. So we're continuing our series on the subject of healing. And uh, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So let's look at Numbers chapter 21 and start reading from verse 24. And then they journeyed from Mount Hor by the way of the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. And the soul of the people became weary or became discouraged on the way. And the people spoke against God and against Moses. Why have you brought us up out of Egypt to die in the wilderness? For there is no food and no water, and our soul loathes this worthless bread. So the Lord sent fiery serpents among the people, and they beat the people, and many of the people of Israel died. So we, we've seen that in our last series, that, that that statement the Lord sent is used in the allowing sense. Not that God allowed. Those serpents were there all along. God did not, it was not the will of God for them to be sick. But those serpents were there all along, and God simply held those serpents back. They were there waiting to get into the camp. And at the slightest opportunity, they, were went, they wanted to get in there. God was holding it back all along. And now when the people sinned, the sin of the people opened the door for the, for the snakes to get in. And the snakes began to wreak havoc among the people. So it's used in the allowing sense. God uh, never wanted those snakes in that camp in the first place. Let's read verse 7. Therefore the people came to Moses and said, We have sinned, for we have spoken against the Lord and against you. Pray to the Lord that he may take away the serpents from us. So Moses prayed to the people. Now here's an interesting principle of prayer. Moses prayed to the people and look at what God said. Then the Lord said to Moses, Make a fiery serpent. So that's the answer to his prayer. He pointed him to the... He said, Make a fiery serpent and set it on the pole. And it shall be that everyone who is beaten... When he looks at it, shall leave. So God, uh, if you look at that scripture, you see that that is a picture of the cross. So he, Moses prayed and God showed him the answer, pointed him to the cross. Can you see how prayer works? Amen. You see, the, God showed him the answer. He said, what you are praying for, that's it there. So many times, the things that we are praying for in life, the answer is already there in scriptures. Amen. It's already there. Amen. God simply needs to point our attention to the answer. Amen. You see? We pray many times for things that God has already provided the answer for. And, and God simply said, well, make a fiery serpent. Set it upon the pole. And as everyone that is beaten of that serpent, it, when he looks upon it, it shall, he, he shall be healed. Everyone say everyone. Amen. The provision is for everybody. Amen. God's healing provision is for everybody. Amen. There is not one single person on the surface of this earth today that is sick, that does, God doesn't want to be well. Every person that is sick, whether they are in the hospital, wherever they are, whether they are sick in their minds or sick in their body, God wants them to be well. Amen. And he says, everyone, the provision is for everybody. And he says, everyone that looks upon that fiery serpent, on the, that bronze serpent on the pole, uh, he shall be, he shall be, he shall be, when he looks upon it, shall leave. Now that's what I want to con concentrate on today. Look at verse 9. So Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on a pole. And so it was, if a serpent had beaten anyone, uh, when he looked at the bronze serpent, he was he lived. Now that's what I want to speak on today. He lived. Now, but I want us to look at um, 
John chapter 3, and you see that that pole there is a type of the cross. Again, so we see that God pointed Moses' attention to the cross. <laughs> That's the answer to sickness and disease, you see. And I, like I've said, many times we pray, we pray for things that God has already answered for us. What we need to do is lay hold on the answer that God has already provided for us in scriptures. So Moses prayed, he cried unto the Lord, and God said, well, the answer is there at the cross. Amen. 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 He pointed him at the cross. And uh, that's what we see here. Jesus himself tells us in John chapter 3, verse uh, 14 to 15. John 3, 14 to 15. Um, John 3, 14 to 15. We see there. And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Now, that's an interesting thing, because here Jesus said, whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have life. Everybody say life. Right. Now, the, the, the provision has been made. Moses prayed, God pointed him to the cross. That is the answer. That is where we find the answer to the sickness and disease problem. You must look at the cross. God dealt with it there. Because the root of all sickness and all disease is sin. And where God dealt with our sin is at the cross. And that's where the cross is where God made provision for all, every human being on earth to be delivered supernaturally. Whatever your condition is, at the cross of Calvary, Jesus took care of it. And you have a right. The Bible says, as many as looked upon that serpent on that cross, they were healed. In other words, when you look at it, you say, oh, God has already taken care of it on my behalf, and I can be healed. Now, but rather than use the word healed here, we see the word life. Everybody say life. life. Let's go back again to Numbers 24. That's what I want to deal with. That people don't understand when we talk about healing. The purpose of healing is life. You see? To get you back to life. You see, as many as looked upon it, they lived. So the purpose of healing is life. And what does the Bible refer to here when it means life? What does, God has a purpose for healing you. It's to get you back to life. To living. That tells you one. What does that tell you? About sickness and disease. It's a disruption of life. It keeps you from life. It holds you back from the life that God has for you. It threatens to cut short the life that God has for you. That, that's the whole thing about sickness. That's why God hates it. Amen. Now let's go back to Numbers 21 because I want to deal with a little bit on that subject of uh, life. The purpose of healing is life. The reason why God wants to restore you to health is so that you can get back to life. Amen. You see? Amen. Can you see that? Uh, that's the reason why God, sickness is an enemy of God. God hates it. God, God's at war with it. Why? Because sickness keeps people from living the life that God has for them. Amen. When you are sick, you, you, you can't live the life that God planned for you to live. That's why he wants you well. Now, let's go back again to, to look at that, Numbers 21. 
Numbers chapter 21, verse 9. So Moses made a bronze serpent. That word bronze, there is always bronze in the Bible, is always a picture or a type of judgment. So the bronze serpent, it means the serpent that has been judged. Okay? Okay? So, so Moses made a bronze serpent and put it on the pole. That pole, again, is a picture of the tree or the cross. And so it was, if a serpent had beaten anyone, it was, the provision is for everybody. Amen. God's no respecter of persons, anyone. When he looked at the bronze serpent, he lived. Now that's what, it doesn't say he was healed. He said he lived. Why? Because the purpose of healing is life. The purpose of healing, the greater purpose behind healing is to get you back to, to life. And so life here is not just existence. You see? God doesn't want you to just merely exist with your body full of sickness. People, many people are just breathing through life, waiting for the final day when they just breathe their last. The purpose of living is to live. The purpose, sorry, the purpose of healing is life. And when the Bible talks about life here, the, the, the word life here, the Hebrew word life here, is a life in its highest sense and in its highest form. Amen. Life at its very best. That's what this scripture is talking about. So God heals you to get you back to the life that he planned for you to live. He doesn't heal you so that you go back to your old ways and your old life. No. Healing is a promotion to a higher form of life. The life that God planned for you to live from the foundations of the world. John chapter 10 verse 10. Let's go back to that scripture. You see, that's the purpose of healing. Healing has a purpose to it. Healing has a purpose to it. And the purpose of healing is life. Life. Not just existence. This word life means life where you are thriving, where you are flourishing. Life at its very best. Life as God planned and designed for a human being to live it. Amen. Bible says, as many as were healed, they lived. So God heals you so that you can start living. God heals you so that you can get back to life. Back to life. Amen. God wants people to prove, to live. Not just to exist like animals. But to really live the life that God planned for you to live. Life more abundantly. John chapter 10 verse 10. Let's look at it. John chapter 10 verse 10. The thief does not come except to steal and to kill and to destroy. You see, that's not God that's a thief. You can't call God a thief. No, it's the devil who is a thief. The thief comes only to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I am come that you may have what? Life. Amen. Life. That, that word life there is the, is the Greek equivalent of the Hebrew word for life. The Hebrew word for life and the Greek equivalent zoe here. It means life at its highest form. Life at its best. Life at its highest quality. Life according to the way God designed it for you to live it. He said, I came that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So that is the reason for the healing. The healing is not get healed and get back to your old life. No, get healed, get into a greater form of life. The life which God planned for you to live. 
I came that they might have life and have it more abundantly. As many as were beaten by the serpent, when they looked at that bronze serpent on that pole, the Bible says they lived. They were healed and then they began to thrive. Can you see that? That is the life that God planned for you to have. That's the reason why God is against sickness. Why? Because sickness is a disruption. Because sickness is a disruption of God's plan for you. Holds you back and keeps you back and holds you away from the life that God wants you to live. That's why he fights it. That's why he's against it. That's why he wants everybody who is sick to get well. God wants you to be well. Every single person, without exception on planet Earth. How do we know it? Because Jesus said in, uh, in, in Matthew, sorry, Mark, he says, go into all the world and preach the gospel. Let's go there. You see, let's go to Mark 16. Verse 15. Jesus said, go into all the world and preach the gospel to where? To who? Every creature. Everyone. Everyone. Every human being on earth is included in that plan. Every sick person everywhere, every hospital that is, whether they are in Japan or in America or in Asia or in Africa or in Europe, every single human being on this earth is included in that plan. Can you see that? Now, look at it. Let's read it further. Verse 16. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. He who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs, you see, shall follow those who believe in my name. They shall cast out demons. They shall speak with new tongues. They will take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick. How many sick? Whichever one, anywhere, anywhere, in whatever sickness. That's why I say that God's will and plan for every sick person is healing. And God heals them for one purpose, so that they can move into the life that God has for them to live. That's the reason. There's a purpose to healing. There is a reason for healing. And that reason is life. And life more abundantly. That's why John chapter 10 verse 10 says, I am come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. So healing is a means to an end. God gets you healed to get you back to the life that he has for you to live on earth. God has a plan for everybody. God has a plan. And, And sickness keeps people from living God's plan for their life. Jeremiah 29, verse 11. God has a plan. Everybody on earth, every sick person on earth, has, is, is here. There's no body on earth that is here by mistake. Amen. There's no body on earth. Everybody on planet earth is here according to God's plan and design. And every human being on the surface of this earth, God has a plan for their life. And sickness is what threatens that plan. Sickness disrupts that plan. Sickness holds people back from the plan that God has for them. 
Jeremiah 29 verse 11. Jeremiah 29 verse 11 tells us, let's read it. Jeremiah 29 verse 11. I'll read it. For I know the thoughts that I have that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a, and a hope. And there's another translation, I believe is the NIV that says, I know the plans that I have for you. Plans of peace, not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. God has a plan. Then when you look at James chapter 1, let's look at James chapter 1, verse 18. God has a plan for everybody. There is no human being that is here on earth by mistake. You know, I, I was talking to somebody who was telling me about her sister who was not happy with herself because she said, well, you know, mommy and daddy, when you, when you was talking about to her sister, when mommy and daddy had you people, uh, they planned for you people to be in the world. But mommy and daddy didn't plan for me. <laughs> I was a mistake. No, there's nobody that is a mistake on planet Earth. To your parents, you may be a mistake, but to God, there's no human being that is a mistake. Amen. Amen. No human being is a mistake. Everybody is here by God's appointment. Amen. By God's design. Uh, you look at James chapter 1 verse 18. Everybody is here by God's design and he has a plan for every human being on earth. Amen. Wherever you are, whatever your life is now, whatever the condition of your life, James chapter 1 verse 18. Of his own will he brought us forth by the word of truth that we might be a kind of first fruits of his creatures. His creatures. Amen. Everybody. Your mommy is just a vehicle, the means by which you came into this world. But God really is the one that planned for you to be here. Amen. And sickness is a disruption of that plan. Amen. Sickness disrupts that plan. Sickness holds people back from that plan. Sickness keeps people from fulfilling that plan. That's why God fights it. That's why God is at war with it. See, but why doesn't everybody in the world just automatically get here? Because that's not the way God works. You are a free moral agent. You are not a robot. You see. You, you are here by choice, but you are a creature of will. You have, a, you have to make a decision to receive what God has for you. Amen. You have to cooperate with God to have his plan come to pass for you. Amen. That's how we are. That's what, how we are as human beings. Amen. That's the way God created us to function. You get to a point in your life where you have to learn to cooperate with God. If you don't cooperate with God, nothing he plans for you will work. You have to learn to function with God, to, plan, to flow with his plan for you. And that's why he gave us his word, so that we can learn to cooperate with him, so that his plan for our lives can come to pass. Amen. That's why people don't automatically get healed. Because that's not the way God does it. Amen. So he, he wants you to know. And once you can know it, you can receive it. And so this scripture tells us of his own will, he brought us forth. We are here by the will of God. Amen. Psalm, that psalm that we just read, Psalm 100. Let's go back to that psalm. It's an interesting psalm. We are here because God wants us to be here. That's an interesting. We did not create ourselves. You see, every human being on earth is here by God's design. And sickness disrupts that design. Sickness is a disruption of that plan. 
That's why healing is a means to an end. It's a means to which to the end. Which is what is the end? Life, the life which God has for you to live on earth. He heals you so that you start living that life. Can <laughs> you see that? It's an interesting thing that God heals me to get me back to life. And sickness holds me back from life. You see? Sickness holds people back from life. Psalm 100. Psalm 100 verse 3. Know the Lord that he is God. It is he who made us and not we ourselves. You know, that's what the theory of evolution says. Evolution says we made ourselves. That's in, in summary, actually, that's what evolution is all about. Evolution says there is no God. Then you ask the theories, the, 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 the people that, that uh, championed the theory of evolution. So how did we come about in essence, what they are actually telling you is that we created ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> Can you see that? That's what they are saying. However it happened. They say, well, Big Bang Theory, whatever. What they are, in summary, what they are telling you is that we created ourselves. God says, no, you didn't create yourself. Mm-hmm. I created you. Because if you tell the world that there is no God, you have to tell them, you have, if you tell people there is no God, you have to tell them how they came about. You have to tell them how the stars and the moon and the earth came about. You, that is your responsibility. You must tell them. Because God has already told us in the Bible, Genesis chapter 1, how everything came about. Now, if you say this Bible is wrong, God is, there is no God. The Bible is all uh, somebody's, fig, the figment of somebody's imagination. You cancel everything and say there is no God. Then you have some, you have a responsibility now to tell them how did they come about. How did this universe come about? So the people that, pro- that championed the theory of evolution actually tell you that they came about by themselves. But this scripture tells us that it is God who created us and not we ourselves. We didn't create ourselves. We are here by God's design. In other words, he's telling you, you are here by design of a higher a higher being. Amen. You are a product of divine design. And sickness is a disruption of that design. Amen. That's the reason why God heals people. To get you back to design. To get you back to his plan. To get you back to his purpose. To get you back to life. To get you back to begin to live the life that he planned for you to live. Amen. Can you see that? That makes sense, doesn't it? That's, 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 it says, the, as many as looked upon that bronze serpent, as many of them as saw that bronze serpent on that pole were healed. Now let's look at the final scripture, Luke chapter 4. God wants to get you back to life. <laughs> that's the reality. You see. He hates sickness because his sickness is a disruption of design. It's a disruption of his plan. It holds men and women back from the life that God has for them. Now, Luke chapter 4, let's look at verse 38. It's not the will of God 
It's never the will of God. It's, it, the, one of the biggest lies that has been told to the body of Christ is that sickness is the will of God. Never. 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 It has never been God's will for anyone to be sick. Luke chapter 4, 38. Now he arose, talking about Jesus, now he arose from the synagogue and entered into Simon's house. But Simon's wife's mother was sick with a high fever, and they made request of him concerning her. So he stood over her and rebuked the fever, and it left her. And she and immediately arose and served them. You see? As long as she was there on that bed, sick with the fever, could she serve Jesus? No. She was bound by that sickness on that bed. Amen. You see? But when Jesus went there and healed her, that's when she rose up and served him. Amen. She began to do the will of God. You see, that sickness was keeping her from doing the will of God. Keep, kept held her bound on that sickness, on that, on that bed of affliction. She was bound there. She couldn't get out of bed. Jesus was there in the house. She couldn't serve Jesus. She couldn't do the will, the will of God for her life. She was bound by that sickness on that bed of affliction. So sickness is not the will of God. She began to serve Jesus. When happened? What happened? When she arose, when she was healed. That was when she started to serve Jesus. That was when she began to do the will of God. It was when she was healed. Amen. <laughs> Can you see that? There is no sick person on earth today that is doing the will of God. Amen. Sickness holds people back from doing God's will. Amen. This woman here, Peter's mother-in-law, was held back from doing the will of God. By what? By sickness. As long as she was there on that bed of affliction, she couldn't serve Jesus. But when Jesus went there, rebuked that sickness, she got well, she got healed, she got on her feet and began to serve Jesus. That's why I say, that's why the Bible says, the purpose of healing is life. She began to live, she began to prosper, she began to thrive. She began to live the life that God had for her, which is service. She began to serve God, she began to serve Jesus. You see, that's the reason why I say, Sickness is a hindrance to the will of God. Sickness is, is an opposition to the will of God. Yes, many people have managed to still do some, some aspects of God's will for their life in spite of their sickness and their body. But you could be doing better when you are fully healthy and fully well. You see. You, could, you will be doing much better without that sickness. You will do much better. Never the will of God. Satan deceives people into thinking that God is the one making them sick. And once you accept that mentality, you won't resist that sickness. You won't take a stand against it. But when you know that this thing is God's enemy, when you know that God's, God's will is for you to be well and healed, then you can take a stand against it. And you see that? James chapter 4 verse 4, resist the devil and he will flee from you. Resist sickness and disease and it will leave you. Why? Because sickness and disease is a work of the enemy to hold you back, to disrupt God's plan for your life, to stop you from doing that which God wants you to do, to, to prevent you from living the life that God has for you to live on earth. That's why God deals with sickness as he will deal with an enemy.
Amen. We trust that this message has been a blessing to you. Be sure to join us again for another refreshing episode. For additional information, please visit www.abettercovenant.org or email us at abc at abettercovenant.org.